Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast this is episode number 22 this monday march 13th 2017 one more week till spring i am joe Morata with as always michael quinn how you doing quinn howdy partner howdy partner there we go good to be back with you this week michael another episode 22 22 did i hear that right you did hear it right wow we are cruising along here we got a lot of stuff going on the hall of fame bites are going on gracious (laughs) (laughs) great balls of fire it's almost wrestlemania season yeah it's that's why we're so busy we're a wrestling podcast and it's wrestlemania it's our christmas yeah you know it's kind of our christmas it's our mania it's our mania if you will uh it's almost spring too next week yeah next week it's gonna start getting warmer that's what wrestlemania means to me the warm spring. weather yeah you think so warm weather okay the undertaker <laughs> winning <laughs> generally <laughs> pretty much unless you count that one time celebrities that no one cares about anymore yeah that's wrestlemania folks don't you miss the like the like really like just Everyone was relevant, WrestleMania celebrities, but we've talked about that. They were best. few and far yeah. between, but you know what? Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on, folks. One of those things is our Twitter account, and you can obviously reach out to us there at OVP Podcast. Yeah. We love hearing from our fans, Quinn, don't we? Yeah, we do. I think we're just about as active as the president yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, you can also, of course, email at us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com if you have one of those, you know, and an email, which is OVP Podcast at gmail.com if you that, don't get a read receipt <laughs> OPP podcast at gmail.com remember that yeah read receipt? I sure do yeah. I never turn those on uh, Quinn where else are we these days we're on the uh, iTunes yes, where are. you can leave a review please um, but we're also on the Google Play Music yep. Stitcher yep tune in yep the blueberry i think we are on um, blueberry who cares no Whoa, gorilla Whoa, blueberry wow wow and yeah. player.fm player.fm <laughs> yes I, mean, I think i was forgetting that i'm glad you reminded me no problem and but it's easy to forget that one now if people want to see the moving picture version of us talking there yeah. is a site for that, right? Yes, it's called YouTube.com, and you know you can find our YouTube page, our, our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast YouTube page. That's right. We have exclusive content on there, uh, and there is also, of course, the the Hall of Fame Bites are being simulcast, so to speak, yeah. on YouTube and on our normal The best feed. way you could simulcast a podcast that's not yeah, live. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But there is sometimes live content that then yes. gets saved to YouTube. And, you know, we're working on ways to make that more accessible to the folks that, at home. That's right. We are. So uh, stay might, tuned. It might even be there by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. You know what? It might be. Yeah. Uh, so we got that going on. We have WrestleMania coming up soon. We'll be talking to Scott Keith in a couple of weeks. That'll be great. I'm really excited. Very excited. About I mean, talking that, to Scott. that episode's going to be fun because this is the granddaddy of them all. We're talking about WrestleMania with Scott Keith. That's right. We're going to be talking about the granddaddy with the godfather. Yes. Of the Smarks. He Scott might be Keith. the granddaddy of the, the Smarks. <laughs> I'll tell him you said that. Oh. <laughs> so to start the show, folks, for season three, obviously, we have our new format and it starts with what do you think of and mr quinn is going to ask me what i think of something quinn what do we got today now we had a request oh we did this okay yes and um the request was originally about the prototype mr mcmahon character 
Hmm. However. Okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Yep. However. Yep. I felt we should talk about the Mr. Mac-Man hmm. character in general. What do you think of that? That's a good That's a good one. Yeah. So, that, okay. Mr. McMahon character? Yes. <laughs> Vince McMahon was born to play that character, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, he was. That's uh, one of the best heels there's ever been. Yes. Um, it, it, you know, Vince was in the company for years, but he wasn't a character. So right. that's and what well, we mean by the Mr. Mac-Man character, or McMahon. Exactly. I call him Mac-Man because Joe, Joe Briscoe. Yeah, Mr. Said, Mac-Man. Mr. Mac-Man, and we're going to get their WCWs and run them over in our cars. Over in our cars and all <laughs> Yeah. Well, so Vince, I mean, one could argue, of course, that Vince as an announcer was a character in itself. Don't decline high risk, but never try to get back in again to it. Yes. You could say that. He, you but know. as far as supposed to be an on-screen character, no. Not until 97, of course. Previously, Vince McMahon's character was basically consisted of oogling over Miss Elizabeth. Always. At least you show her a little bit more respect than that Oakland McMahon does. Always saying, what a maneuver. What a maneuver. What a maneuver! One, two, oh my god! Every single pin like, yep. would be like the closest thing ever. He was an over-the-top announcer, and he shilled his product like none other because it was his product. And he wore great sport coats. Oh, hell yeah. The powder yeah. blue, the canary yellow. Yes. Man. And you know what, though? I'll, before we get to Mr. McMahon, the character, I'll give Vince McMahon this. I've said it before. He knew how to put his own product over. Yes, he did. He knew how to convey what he wanted conveyed. Yes. And he was successful at it. So you can't yeah. you can't dispute that. Now, it's arguable that he was like the best announcer ever or anything. But it's not arguable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, he it wasn't. really is. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that would, you know, they remember Vince McMahon from the 70s and you know they he was think better. Of, they think of him as the announcer. In my opinion, he was a good announcer in the seventies and eighties. He wasn't fine. that bad. He wasn't bad. Nineties Vince, whole different ballgame. But I'll tell you what, and I know it's true for you too. He was the voice of our childhood when we got into wrestling. Yes, he was still announcing when I started he was watching the guy. wrestling. Yeah, him and King. Yeah, on every program, pretty much like, everything. Yeah, by that point, and that's why it was kind of. Here's how the Mister McMahon character started. I'll give a quick background, as I always do, Quinn. So Vince was still the Raw announcer with Jr. and King. Throughout '97, not acknowledged as owner. No, but on the program at least. Slowly but surely, throughout '97, these little hints kept being dropped. Yes, that Vince was the owner. Austin would do it, right? Sean would do it. Brett would do it. Brett would do it, and people would blame Vince for stuff. And you were like, gorilla. why are they blaming the announcer on the side? Right. Like, what does he have to do with this? Now, for some reason, I always have this, that, that version of Vince always had that, like, raw is war jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, basically. Mind. Yeah, that's what I always, the one with the stupid logo in the, like, <laughs> yeah. top right corner yes. of the shirt. The black jumpsuit with yeah. the little red logo. It wasn't really a jumpsuit. He was just wearing, like, Dickie's pants <laughs> with the black coat on, but, and a black turtleneck. So, obviously, one of the first notable moments of that version of McMahon is when Bret Hart shoved him on his ass and went into his, you know, his epic rant. Yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, the, this is bullshit rant that we heard a few episodes Your stones back. are so cold, all that <laughs> yeah, business that. in there. Right. Your stones are so cold! And, yeah. uh, you know, remember also there was an altercation they had over the summer where Bret provoked Vince at the announce table and Vince, like, pulled Bret's shirt over his head yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, Vince could fight back too, even as an announcer, which was weird. So but... we started to see this weird aggressive side of Vince. Right. And, uh, prior to 97, you know, on WWF TV, anyway, he was the nice guy, face praising announcer. Yeah, and there was a bit of like, I felt like by the 90s, he felt like 
old even to like yeah the young he wasn't he didn't seem very hip no and, you know like God, no i know like i i felt like mr perfect would bust his balls on commentary about that and like the so, king would too mr perfect well, yeah look at you busting out the no but the, I, <laughs> less that, notable like, commentators here, here's, the, here's the thing about that time is i remember a lot of mr perfect when i first <laughs> he was. Yeah, like <laughs> he was on yeah, commentary like a lot. like a lot and like like man you stink <laughs> like it's like you don't know anything like you're stupid like you know like that shit i'm wondering what that smell is i smell pigs or something it's not coming from you is it i should hope not did you like perfect as an announcer yeah yeah yeah, i know i he just twirled his pencil who cares like that's basically what he was (laughs) so back to (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so we get to the uh fall of 97 and the Stone Cold Steve Austin Owen Hart incident has happened at SummerSlam already. Right. And Vince is in the ring as the announcer, Vince, you know, Mm -hmm. because he used to do the interviews sometimes. Yeah. But he's got a a tone like he's trying to... Authoritative uh, tone, right? Yeah. But like a, like, I'm your boss, but I care kind of tone. Yeah. Like, not like a... He wasn't mean yet. No, not at all. He was like, Austin, you can't wrestle. You know, your neck is injured. Yeah. It's like, we we care about everybody in the World Wrestling Federation family and all this stuff. That type of thing. Like, who says that unless you're the owner? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Your doctors say you're not ready. These people don't want you to wind up in a wheelchair. And that was um, in MSG September 21st, I want to say 97. I think that was the date. Right. Austin, of course, says, I appreciate the fact that you and the World Wrestling Federation care. I appreciate the fact that you and the World Wrestling Federation care. And I also appreciate the fact that, hell, you can can kiss kiss my ass. And I also appreciate the fact that, hell, you can kiss my ass. And then kick Stone Cold Stunner. Wham, Stunner. Vince with the, the shaky neck yeah. cell. It's like paralyzed or something from because he's stunned. Yeah. That's probably the best cell of all time or the worst all at the same time. I think it's both, yeah. It, he's literally, he's taking a, a literal of the Stunner. He's actually stunned. Our, our president probably took one of the worst cells of the Stunner ever. And yeah, he fell he actually, forward. He actually topped Vince in <laughs> yeah. bad selling of the Stunner. He like fell forward, remember? Yeah. It was awful. I do kind of like, in retrospect, dig that he did the shake because... Because it is called the stunner. Like, yeah, if you were stunned, his, like, yeah. yeah. It fucked his neck up. Yeah. So he was like, Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was, like, kind of the first thing of Vince getting physically involved or attacked, I should say. And by this point, yeah. you could tell the crowd kind of was aware. Like, the crowd, it wasn't. The casual crowd. Even the casual yeah. crowd. Like, it wasn't as much of a secret no, anymore. No, it, it wasn't. Like, and not that it. Like people knew, but they were what they were stunned about was that Vince was going to take it to this point where he was going to be a character on the show. Right. And not just an announcer straight man on the side. So for about six to eight more weeks, he 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 continues on as an announcer. He makes it to the November of 97 Raw. And then, of course, at Survivor Series, he's noticeably absent from the commentators table. Yes. Just JR and King. Which is the greatest. One of the greatest yeah, teams ever. Yeah. And uh, obviously that led to the screw job. We all know about that. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the screw job was the coming out party for the Mr. McMahon character. Beautifully said, Quinn, because then there's a couple of weeks later the Brett screwed Brett promo. Yeah. And that, that the Brett screwed Brett 
Brett promo, I think, solidified it. It was like, yes. this is what this is. Yes, like, because he then parlayed that yeah. into all of a sudden, I hate Stone Cold. I hate Stone Cold. And he was acknowledged by that point as the owner. Right. Do you want Stone Cold Steve Austin as the World Wrestling Federation champion? Yes or no? All right. It's not just a no, it's a oh, hell no! So then he became a heel by default because of the Brett thing and because of not liking Austin. But he wasn't the over the top right. Vince yet. This is where he was still interesting because yeah. it, to me it came off as legitimately as a guy who owned a company that was struggling trying to control his wrestlers so that the he could keep the company afloat like that's what it felt like very meta yeah if you like, think about it like there's all this chaos especially right. in 97 and then it leaks over into 98 and like vince is trying to man the ship you know he's got this rebellious guy that's ultra popular but he's got to make sure he doesn't go nuts yeah, basically right and if if the brett screwed brett was the coming out party then the promo with austin a couple of weeks after wrestlemania was the celebration right that's when it kicked off when austin remember the first night after yeah. austin won the title yeah he drops the old title on vince's foot yeah austin <laughs> gives him a new one uh, and a vince, sad end to that belt i know even though it the wasn't the eagle. actual end because the cane thing later on but let's not go yeah, there yeah uh so <laughs> vince um gives austin the ultimatum you know do it the easy way or the hard way next week austin comes out with the suit right takes the suit off afterwards and he's got stuns his Vince. Vince uh stone cold gear underneath yep. like the jeans and the shirt as he usually had and that leads to the following week when austin challenges vince to a fight now that was unprecedented turn your vcrs he's been the voice of the world wrestling federation for 25 years Woo-hoo! From Greenwich, Connecticut, weighing in at 241 pounds. Oh my gosh. The one, the only, Vince McMahon. Look at this. I think younger fans don't understand like how monumental this was like it was huge to see vince mcmahon get in the ring feel, felt like like an impossibility like something you would never see it's equivalent to like i know this is going to sound stupid but it's it's almost as surprising as like when the undertaker lost because yeah, it, it, has it its, was really yes. a fish out of water thing like it, it was. was very like stunning it was no pun intended, no pun intended. but <laughs> yeah but it, it was very like legitimate this guy, like, owns this company, like, and he's, he's going to wrestle? Like, what? In fact, it generated so much interest that that was the Raw that broke Nitro's winning streak. Right. And from there, it's like that Deservingly shit, so. Hell yeah, it's, that shit caught fire. Right. The, America couldn't get enough of watching a employee beat up his boss yeah. every single week, and they, and they did it for... Uh, for months and for months, months and months and, years. And, and then even years eventually yeah. so i mean obviously we can't go over every single incident but man it was a cat and mouse it was like you know like yeah. a back and forth austin would get one up over on and, vince and, and then vince would screw him yeah and it went over the top you know ministry of darkness and 99 stuff like that, was but, the lower point right. 98 up until around survivor series yeah because that was like the start of the rock angle after right. that. But from about April until Survivor Series, right. that was some brilliant stuff that they did. Yeah, they really had us on edge. It was, you know, how much is Stone Cold going to push this mild-mannered man 
right to to act like a crazy person and it, it's everything you if you know you know office workers i guess in the 90s everything they wanted to do to their boss basically yeah. like break their car yeah. or like you know right like just now, mess with them now obviously within the context of the austin mcmahon feud they had their ups and downs as far as the quality of the feud obviously wrestlemania 17 yeah they unite you know people have some opinions about that i didn't like it personally i don't know about you honestly i felt like once we got to vince mcmahon aligning with stone cold that's like the end of the traditional era it is like even i'll even include the the silly ministry stuff because i i do it's a notable part of it but honestly the best thing vince did after that to me honestly was when he like became the ecw champion and wore like a do-rag that was like hilarious like he somehow beat bobby lashley right yeah and he was the ECW champion. That was ridiculous. He <laughs> he played it up so well, and that was after he'd had his head shaved. Yep. So he was wearing for months. He'd been wearing like hats, like like he was a detective or something. <laughs> and then yeah. like, like fi- he's Sergeant it, Joe Friday. It, it like slowly invo- evolved into once he became the ECW champion, he wore a do rag, yep. and it was like the most hilarious shit because he had a do rag on, but he was wearing a full suit. It, it was so, kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, it was so silly. The champ is here. Now the Mister McMahon character uh, died once, and then but didn't die, and then, and then his legs fell off, and then his legs fell off. Then that was some weird shit. That to me is when the McMahon character jumped the shark. Oh yeah, and after that, I always felt that those were designed. The original one where he actually died in the limo. that truly was designed yes. to write Vince off the show. No question about it. And I think and we then know Chris that. Benoit had to go and do that. Yeah, so exactly. we had to bring McMahon back. So. Fuck. Yeah, so they, they, I mean, there was no way they could call that happening. So then they, right. they were like, well, we can't have the owner dead. Like, <laughs> because in the, in the face of all this, right? In the right? face of that happening. But so. then a year later, he tries to pull some similar shit. And well, I think McMahon's that was, millions. I think that was because he thought that, like, okay, this is settled down so I can finally write myself off the right. show, right? And he pretty much kind of, like, He's been removed. He appears like once or twice a year. Well, don't like, forget this, Quinn. There, a couple of years later, he came back around and he was feuding with um, Roman. No, no, no. Not that. Remember when he was involved in the whole John Cena, CM Punk thing? Yeah, but that made logical sense because here's an employee trying to leave yeah. the company with the belt, which ties into everything right. Vince is about. Right. But then, you know, Triple H has to come out and he's like, pop. I'm the new COO, and uh, yeah. you're gone. Remember that? And like Vince, like cries. Oh yeah, but that was I, that, like that Triple didn't H. make any sense because I'm like, this man owns this company, you can't just throw him <laughs> <I know>. out. <laughs> well, you know, they they think that their audience is stupider uh, yeah. than they are. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, his most notable, I guess, recent appearance was about a year and a change ago when uh, he did everything in his fucking power to get Roman Reigns over. Right. That it, was some horse shit. It was horse shit. But I appreciate the effort. He saw something failing. He saw the product kind of stack, stalling. Took him long enough. And he, he decided to get his hands wet or dirty or whatever. I don't know. Probably wet. <laughs> yeah. Lubed. Get, get, get his hands lubed or whatever. <laughs> get his hands dirty and go go out and basically campaign and try to get this guy over. And it worked for approximately 18 minutes. Yes. <laughs> so fuck that. Then suffering succotash. And Roman yeah, Reigns exactly. could not... not trip over himself no 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 so um we were asked about the i guess the prototype mcmahon quinn yes all right so quick background and then we gotta move on right. you know and take a break here because lord alfred is really getting yeah. on our case but yeah prototype mr mcmahon quinn uh, as you and i know was this weird feud 
when WWF and USWA, who we coincidentally talked about last week, yes, had a working agreement with each other. And on USWA TV, it was never mentioned on WWF TV, yes. but on USWA TV in 93, <laughs> Vince McMahon was... <laughs> He, a heel. He was a heel as like the owner of the WWF. Feuding with King, who yeah. was a big face. <laughs> I just, I mean, it was kind of mind boggling to see that when you showed that to me a couple years back. Yeah. I, it was very weird. What it, year did you say that was again? 93. 93. Yes. Do you think of 93 Vince even acting like that? It's right. Like, it's so bizarre. It's interesting to me because it's like, wow, I didn't know he had it in him that or like that he, this wasn't a thing that he changed up. This is something that. He could have just he done at any time. Whip like, that out at any time because I think it's an extension of his real life personality, right. as all great characters are. There's not too much to say on it, but it's just if you're looking for like like an interesting side note to the Vince McMahon, yeah. Mr. McMahon character. Right. It's almost like a time warp. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you really. Like, it, it Mr. McMahon. It doesn't seem like it belongs in 1993. No. But you know what does belong, Quinn? We belong with our fans because we are the fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast, and we will be back right after this. Well, well, well. How about that? Vince McMahon, voice of the World Wrestling Federation, is bestowed yet another honor. <laughs> there have been so many, but none any more than the honor that was bestowed upon me last Monday night. Now, for the benefit of those of you uh, in the Memphis area that, that don't know what that honor was, well, you see, <clears throat> what happened was that... Oh, uh, I, I, you don't know what happened? You don't... You don't know what this is? Why, the last time you saw this belt, it was around the waist of the... Uh, of your king. It was around the waist of Jerry Lawler. <laughs> and welcome back wrestling fans to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you for being with us this monday march 13th 2017 hmm. quinn it's time for our next segment yes it is folks if you listened last week you know that we have a new format here each week quinn and i are going to put four things on mount rushmore Yes. And four things that suck are going down to Death Valley. Yes. Where the Undertaker lives? I guess he's there. He's <laughs> digging graves. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Uh, is digging graves for souls? Or what did he say? He did, said so many things yeah. over the years that I don't even want to try to remember. <laughs> yeah. But, Quinn, it's my pick this week. Yeah. So I want to tell you what we're going to put on Mount Rushmore and what we're going to send to Death Valley this week. Okay. In the spirit of WrestleMania season, mm -hmm. we are going to discuss the four best and the four worst WrestleMania main event matches. Ooh. Now, I want to just describe my criteria. Huh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's a good one, huh? That is a good one. Thank you. I want to just describe the criteria. 
I'm not strictly talking the star rating of the match. Yeah. I'm talking the overall experience. You right. know what I mean? So impact and impact. Did it make sense as a main event? Was it successful? Was it a good match? I mean, that factors in, okay. of course. But it's not just about things that hit five stars. Right. It's about, like, the... The overall, like... The overall, like, is it memorable kind of right. thing? Yeah. Should it have been a WrestleMania main event? Right. Did it deliver? Okay. Yes. So, Quinn, obviously, uh, I had the pick, so I'm going to give the floor to you. Throw one at me. I think the most obvious 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 one that would go on mount rushmore first is hulk versus andre hulk versus andre wrestlemania 3 i mean i feel like that's not even a question if you were making a rushmore like yeah it's you know what it is it's like that match establishes what a wrestlemania main event should be the irresistible force meeting the immovable object Thank you very much. Yes. I agree with you 100% because, you know, the first one, it, that was the first one, right? The first right. It WrestleMania. It was a tag team match. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, it was a straight up tag team yeah. match. And <laughs> it was really just like to establish, all right, this is a super card, celebrities are involved, yeah. et cetera. WrestleMania 2 was poop hole. I mean, <laughs> well, that's where they first are like, let's put the belt on the line. Yeah. Like, and it's like, it it's, just, it's like any other Saturday night's main event or something. Yeah, basically. exactly. It's Hogan Bundy, but WrestleMania three in the Silver Dome. This is where they realized, how do we attract the biggest crowd, the mo- the biggest television audience, like the biggest everything? Yep. What is the biggest match we have to offer with the current roster available? And that's what WrestleMania main event should be. And it was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. You said it perfectly. What is the best match, the biggest match we have to offer with the current roster available? Right. Exactly. That's the epitome of a WrestleMania main event. Right. And I think no question, we will put it on Mount Rushmore. Right. It's on. It's on there. Okay. Uh, let's see, Quinn. Nothing from WrestleMania 4 because it didn't have like an advertisement. Macho Man versus DiBiase. No way, right? No. no. Hogan Savage, WrestleMania 5. That is a... Mm. And there's nothing like a good here, wrestling here, match okay, here's the between thing. those two. Here is the thing with this. Okay. While, yes, it's an, two iconic guys fighting each other. The epitome of 80s wrestlers, right? right? The problem is with that match is you only have four slots on Mount Rushmore. Exactly, and I would even argue, Quinn, that Hogan Warrior might be better. would trump that. <sighs> yeah. I, I would think so. Even as much as I love the Macho Man. You'd have to say in terms of promote... Well, here's the thing about Hogan Warrior instead of Hogan Savage. Hogan Warrior as a match had never happened. Right. Hogan Savage had been feuding on and off since 85. Forever. And they had fought and stuff. They but they had not MSG. fought in a yeah, headline right. thing. Well, not to say that they didn't headline MSG or but anything. But a pay-per-view, I mean. Like a pay-per-view, the biggest pay-per-view. Right. Uh, it's raw. It's really hard. Like, so, that. Uh, I'm okay, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Let's just put the Macho Man... Mm-hmm. match and the ultimate warrior match to the side to here. the side for a second climbing the mountain climbing the mountain they're kind of like competing <laughs> right? right they're racing they made they both might not make it you don't know but um if i was to go to the next i, I i'm not gonna even condone wrestlemania 8 because i don't know what you would consider well it's a double so you can yeah. consider either and seven no hogan slaughter no way yeah Ho- uh, hogan sid no way yeah flair flair it's savage a, is good but no not as like right. It's not Rushmore. It's not Rushmore. It's gr- it's a great, great match. Great. And, and like I said, we're not doing that. No. Um. I, if I was to think of the next most significant, Brett Sean 
WrestleMania 12. Ooh, that's a good main event if you think of all the qualities of a main event. Right. It's the two biggest guys that they have. Best match they had to offer at the time. Right. And here's, I still say a strike against it as far as retroactively is the length. It's hard to rewatch. Right. You have to really be in the mood to rewatch it. I've done it. You've done it. We've done it together. Right. But it's not something you can just calmly sit down and watch. It's you not need to be 15 in it. minutes, <laughs> no. 30 minutes, whatever. You need to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. And the show surrounding it sucks too. So, I mean, eh. yeah. Um, nothing at 11, nothing at 10. Uh, you know what? I mean, in terms of importance, would you say Sean Austin from 14? Yes. You would. Yes, because that is a era defining kicking off it's it's out with the old in with the new changing of the guard changing of the guard um it was promoted well it had right. a tyson yes it, it attracted interest it helped the wwf get back on its it feet. hits all the check marks off that we gave to andre and hogan all right i'd say that's the closest one to making it so far because you have to remember also the roster didn't include brett anymore so sean was the, the two biggest stars right was the biggest sean and austin yes and it changed things for the better. It did. So it, it had the impact that was desired. Without that match, it's very tough to say if there's ever really, truly the revival of the WWF. Yeah, I mean, not to say they couldn't have figured out someone else for Austin to fight. But when? Yeah, it, 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 was, mean, it was actually the who, because Sean is the best envoy of the previous era that's he left. Yeah, he represented the new generation era. Right. So, he was Shawn fucking Michaels. Yeah, he's he was the man. And Austin beat him clean. I'm gonna put it up there. As for for me, I don't know about you. Do you agree? Now remember, folks, we need the agreement to yes, put it up there. I, I am nominating it for uh, in the Rushmore. Temporarily, there's no taking it back if we do it. I I can't see it not being in there. Let's like, do it. Okay. Sean Austin, WrestleMania 14. Now, it's debatable if it will be in the Jefferson or Lincoln <laughs> spot at this point, but because we don't know what we're doing with Macho and Warrior right, over there. Right, so. right. All right, so we got two out of four, Quinn. Uh, I would have to say, if you're going to think WrestleMania main events, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 17. Yes. I, I, that how, was, do yeah, how, how do you not? How do you not? How do you not? It's just, it, again, era... It's an era shifting thing, sadly. But in this, in, case. In, in this case, it's the it's the climax. The, the climax, yes. It is the best Austin versus Rock match that ever occurred. True. And okay, I have a big love for this match. It's it may just be one of my favorite matches ever. It's the only time, and I love this. Mm-hmm. That it's appropriate for the 7,000 finishers thing. Yes. That I can, like, think of. Like I agree. And with them doing each other's finishers yeah, and all and that, it makes Austin sense. Austin brings out the, the million, uh, the million dollar, dollar dream. dream. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's great. It was the best match that they could have possibly offered. And it was for just the WrestleMania. best. And in this special one of the case, best it's one of the best matches. Like, Yeah, and it's at one of the best WrestleManias that yes, ever happened. Yes, and, and it, it tops everything before it in that card somehow. It does. Which is amazing considering that card. And it's also the best match that they have ever had, the yes. two of them. Do you think uh, it's the best Austin or Rock match of both of their careers? No, I still would put Bret Hart Austin as the best Austin match. Okay, I would. Okay. It might be the Rock's. I think best it's. I think thing. it's. It's. It might surprisingly be more debatable than you think. 
I don't that know. It might be better. See, like, I wish Brett Austin was a main event. It wasn't, though. It wasn't. Because, yeah. I mean, it really it wasn't it's promoted great, as and such. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just like, I think when people think of Austin's career, they think of his rivalry with The Rock. It's a, a lot. It's a chunk. It's a yeah. chunk. It's a big chunk of his career. They think of that. They think of McMahon. Yeah. And they think of Brett. Right. Those are the three main things, you yeah. know, in his WWF career. As, but as far as other wrestlers, not Miss Vince McMahon. Right, like, right. As far as wrestling matches, I think Austin's really thought about a lot as far as in context with The Rock. I think you're right. I think we have to go with it. Yeah. I, I think we have I'm to not put even that like, on there. I don't even think that's questionable. So it is on there. Yeah. We got three now. We got three already. We have Hogan Andre. Yes. We have Austin Michaels. We have Austin Rock. One more spot to fill and 15 or 17 more WrestleManias to go here. Yeah. Can you think of what? Would you put Hogan Rock on there? Was, what, it wasn't the main event. Was it a, was it a double? No. It, I, I, don't think sure? it, I don't think it was booked as a double. I don't even remember. It wasn't Triple H versus Jericho, the main event of that. That went on like, last, but sometimes they... Around 18, 19, they this started is where we start to promote to get, yeah, this double, deb- triple main events. Debatable era here. Um, I don't know if it was promoted as such, but let's say it was, hypothetically. Yeah. Would you put it on there? I wouldn't. As much as I love that match, I wouldn't put it on there. No. No. I wouldn't, because it didn't have any long-lasting historical impact. The other three that we mentioned did. Right. The other three that we mentioned also were the best matches you could have put on. That wasn't. No. Austin Hogan would have been the better draw, in my opinion. I know that's like a... Well, I... Yeah. I I think it would have been. I agree. Yeah. I agree, but I think... (laughs) Honestly, you know what's weird about that is like I do agree, but when I look back at it, I'm kind of like I can't imagine it any other way anymore. Like, I know, but that's because it happened. I, yeah, I don't know if I'm just saying. Like the more I think about it, the the more I feel like I'll tell you why. I I feel like The Rock and Hogan are more equatable I, just because maybe no, Quinn, no because of know. the movie stuff. Fuck like that. Yeah, but we're talking about wrestling and here. And the mainstream... This isn't movies. No, but the mainstream aspect. That doesn't matter. In the universe of wrestling, when you think of Nitro, when you think of WCW's face of the company in the mid-late 90s, you think Hogan. When you think of it in WWF, Attitude Era, you think Austin. Well, Those I, are I, the th- two that should have fought. Right, but I also... Uh, the Rock is really up there. But he is not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He isn't, but... He's not. It's terms of importance. I'm not yeah. saying it's a better or worse yeah. personality. In terms of importance, that match would have been better okay. if it was I, Austin I Hogan. I That's all it. I'm saying. Here, here's the, here's what I'm racking my brains right now. Yeah, is there anything Cena that we could like yeah, put that, up there? I was thinking that too. Like, and his name is John Cena. <laughs> I mean, he did Cena Michaels, but that was like a mistake. No, that's not. Like, that's not anything. That was a great match. Don't get me wrong, match, but yeah. no. That was an accident. Yeah. And folks, what I mean by that is it was supposed to be actually Triple H right. seeing it, which, why? Yeah. And, uh, like, really? Yeah. It's actually better than it was Shawn Michaels. Michaels is a way better opponent <laughs> yeah. than, than fucking Triple <laughs> fucking H. Triple H. But Triple H, of course, tore his quad for the second time. Right. that's normal yeah. if you're using steroids. Yeah. And, of uh, course. <laughs> remember when Vince did it at Royal Rumble? Yeah. <laughs> remember when Nash did it when he, like, woke up out of bed? <laughs> so... Yeah. Cena won his first title against JBL at 21. No, not, no, no, no. That's not. Era going. defining, though. 
But that's that's all it has going for it, right? <laughs> yeah, JBL doesn't belong anywhere JBL, near Rushmore. JBL, if you're talking about like hosses or something, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, not, JR's like, well, a great, uh, big hoss. Yeah, he's got Scott Hansen. If it's in the pantheon of guys that played the million dollar man character. Yeah, exactly. Like, or fucking J.R. Ewing from Dallas. Yeah. That's like what he was. He was yeah. like a combination of million dollar man and J.R. Ewing. Right. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I can't. It's sad that I, I feel like Cena doesn't like he's fought all these guys, but he hasn't had like a guy. I guess would Cena rock? rock I one the the first the, one uh, once in a lifetime. Yeah, tw- <laughs> 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 fuck that too. I don't know. That's kind of like the Rock Hogan to me, where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's an attraction, right? By that point, people were buying WrestleMania anyway. Yeah, it's really hard to like put those matches in there the only one i can think of would you say daniel bryan's match at 30 no. in the trip the triad match whatever no and you know how much i threat. love that wrestlemania you know how much i loved that i just run? love how that that wrestlemania ends though Believe it's me, like I do it's too, fantastic Quinn. i'm with you i i love daniel bryan i loved watching that live as yeah. it happened i love that he won there used to be i, I think one of our friends still have still has it an instagram video of you and i sitting next to each other watching that brian has batista in the um yeah what was his finisher well he's a mission finisher oh the uh, yes lock yes thank you and um he has it and you and i are both like tap tap and then he does yeah and i think like i hug you when yeah. brian wins someone it, has that video it's I think a it might good be moment Jody. someone yeah. has it but, but is I it can't Rushmore? put it on there no is it because they like they fucked it all up like and that like, partially that match was an accident too like, that's partially why partially because it wound up not mattering you know well yeah because they were hell bent on making him irrelevant first of all no matter be- what even before he got hurt yeah he was gonna feud with kane yeah i think he did before he yes got hurt. he did so it didn't matter what? You might have to put Cena Rock on there, as much as I hate to say it, but then again, we got Climbing the Mountain we, still. Okay. Hogan so, Warrior. Honestly, we've gone through all of this, and I'm still thinking that the Hogan Warrior Hogan Warrior or Hogan Savage is probably the last spot. You might be right. I've said before, when you think Hogan Warrior, that's a definition of a WrestleMania main event. I mean, right. it really is. The but two- the Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan, I mean... Yeah. With Miss Elizabeth in a neutral corner, I mean... The, okay. The, it's pretty awesome. Like, Let's break it down here then, Michael. Mm-hmm. Which is the better match, in your opinion? Hogan, and- Macho Man. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to agree. Yeah. But... Which one had more of a historical impact? Six, obviously. The Warrior. Hogan, Hogan. Warrior. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah. The one that had more of an impact and is a more notable moment. Right. Is six. Which one do you think generated? We weren't there, so we don't know. So we're giving our own opinion, folks. Which one do you really think generated more buzz? Ugh, even that's hard. And I'll tell you why. You think? Hogan versus the Macho Man. If you look at all the build and, and all the years of the 80s. Yeah. It is like the match it's the match everybody wanted to see it was on a large scale right the warrior versus hogan and scott had remarked on this that it was almost like a wow we're pretty glad this isn't zeus versus hulk hogan like it was almost like people were just relieved tell you what though the hogan warrior match had the more of a surprise ending that's true the right. Hogan Warrior match was champion versus champion. That's got that, too, yeah. Which I know you love. I love that. Champion versus champion. Title for title. 
that's not to say like i don't even think hulk hogan versus the macho man the 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 names involved there are so big that the title isn't even it was all about like pride which is an interesting aspect see the reason i'm hesitant to put that one on there is because they had fought before in any <laughs> but, I context mean, it wasn't they had. really like nobody's talking well, I guess, about yeah, that you're yeah. right i mean hogan andre had fought before yeah, too like, you're right you're right you're right get that out of here so had austin and rock yeah that's like and a austin mute, michaels mute okay point. yeah moot 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 m-o-o-t well, it's also silent a silent point so it's <laughs> mute too <laughs> no, i mean i'm just saying i can't argue that yeah all right i think we're gonna have to narrow it down to five and six right and i'm gonna go with six i just okay. i can't for all the for all the arguing you know what i'll just say i really six probably edges it out just, just by a little bit before you final before you make your final decision just think about the gravity of Hogan versus Warrior. Just think about that one more time. It was something that had never happened, and it was a guy that actually beat Hulk Hogan. It lived up to its hype. Yeah. It was like the definition of a main event. Yeah. It, it's the, but it's th- the, to say that is almost insulting to the, the Savage Hogan match, because know, that's the definition of a main event. But there's a difference there is, remember, <laughs> we're considering this holistically, right? Right. Hogan Savage continued their feud after that. Hogan Savage had feuded before that. So this wasn't as big of a of a draw in my you know, mind. Andre and Hogan continued their feud after WrestleMania 3. I know, but... I feel like that's not a fair uh, argument. Fine, yeah. but... You know what? I'm going Hogan Warrior. I, I just I'm think just it's got, a better main I event. I think I'm going to go Hogan Warrior also. I think it's a better main event. I, I'll, when yeah. you think main event... I, I, believe me, I love Hogan let Savage. Me, let me put it this way. I'm on the fence, but I'm okay with putting that so we agree yeah so, so we the have final hogan andre hogan warrior right austin michaels right and austin rock yep that's our rushmore there you that's go. a fair rushmore i that's have no problem good with rushmore that. it's a good two hogan matches two austin matches the beginning of a hogan era yeah like the, the superstar hogan and the end of a hogan era Right. The beginning of an Austin era. And the end of an Austin era. And we didn't era. even plan that, but that yep. makes total sense. That is how you do main events at WrestleMania. Yep. You kick off an era. And you end You one. end an era. Right. That's beautiful. There it is. We didn't even plan that, but that makes total sense. There it is. Those are the four best main events but Death in Valley our opinion. Now. Death Valley will be fun. Because, Quinn, we are going to talk about some of the worst of the worst. Oh, boy. Here we go. I want to open the floor to you. Why don't you throw one out there? We'll see what we think. I would say probably top of the list. Yeah. Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> no. I mean, that's WrestleMania main event. Mm, I don't know. See, here's why I have to dispute that. What? It generated public interest. That's fine, but I mean, <laughs> it's a it non-wrestler a versus a wrestler. But it was like that The is- main event? <laughs> Shawn Michaels versus Diesel, which had a story and, like, two pretty good wrestlers fighting each other, is not the main event. Can we put that in abeyance for now? Come on. Really? Is that even a question? It's worse than Hogan Bundy? Hogan Bundy's awful, but <laughs> I'm saying that this this is, like, this is, like, paramount in my brain when I think of bad really? WrestleMania main events. It's worse than Hogan Sid? I'm not saying it's... I think what what makes you elevated is because the match isn't, like, as much of a disaster as you think, but <laughs> it doesn't make it anywhere close to acceptable for the main event of WrestleMania. <sighs> like, 
I don't know. I don't think I can put it on there just yet. Oh God. Okay. What what would he what what do you propose then? Last year's main event, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. That was horrible. Do you, like, do you think that should go on there? Think about the um, whole scope of it. Yeah, it's why did it happen? <laughs> why is it Triple H? Because Vince McMahon said so. Why is it Roman Reigns? It's the exact opposite of like every criteria yes, we said at the beginning. It's not the best match you could have put on. Yeah. Nobody wanted to see it. Yes. It's not what should have happened. It wasn't a good match. They had to mute the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's can, def- can that be the that's first in, one? That's got to be in there. Because why? Why did that happen? <laughs> it's terrible. Like it is. It is unacceptable that they couldn't figure out by the time that that was happening that nobody wanted to see that. No one wanted. Look, I know people like to say like WWE likes to say Triple H is important. And I know a lot of people respect him as a wrestler in the the ring. Right. And as the guy that runs NXT. He was the champion. He was the champion. No one wants to see him in 2016 as the champion of betting. Yeah, no. It, it's pretty terrible. So that's on there. Die, die, die. Fine. That, okay, that one's on there. What about, uh, okay, if you propose that. Yes. What about um, the Hogan-Yokozuna incident? See, that doesn't count as when, the main event. It is technically the last match. It's not the main event. The promoted it's main not event the promoted was main event. Bret Hart-Yokozuna. Would you still put Bret Hart? Because, like, the way it ended is such a fucking cluster. It is. As much as I don't feel comfortable putting a Bret Hart match on there, it's horrible. <sighs> I've said it's, before, like, it's my uh, least favorite ending to a 90s WrestleMania. Because Hogan struts in, and he's like already a jerk off by '93. Yeah. He's such a jerk off. Yeah, I mean, and before he's like tagging with Brutai and the plate mask or whatever. Oh yeah. God! <laughs> yeah. Everything about Hogan at WrestleMania Nine pisses me off. It's the most offensive. The black eye, like everything. to end a WrestleMania. Yeah, it like, is. <laughs> it sucks, but I don't know. I got Brett Yoko as a match is fine. It was. It's. It made sense. It's better. It See, here's the thing. I think what ultimately downgrades it to one of the worst is because they just do it again the next year and they redeem it. They do it right the next yeah, year. Exactly. Yeah. So like it really has no business. I'm I'm teetering on that one too. Like, <laughs> it's not It's one of those things where you thought probably if you were watching at the time, oh, this will be pretty decent. And right. then you it happened and it was a train wreck. You know like, what I think is personally worse as a choice for a main event? A choice. What? Sid Undertaker. I think it's a horrible choice, actually. Right? Bad match. C- considering what was going down at the time. Brett Austin's on the card, and that was an amazing right. thing. And Michaels should have been there if he didn't like get Fake mad. his knee injury. Yeah, exactly. Um, the so. best part of the, the Sid Undertaker match is that Undertaker wears his, like, gray boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like, like that. Gray, like, things on his <laughs> yeah. legs. Boot straps. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what they, they are. are but gussets. What are they called? It's a tribute to his... Uh, <laughs> he says this. Remember, you didn't believe me for a while, but he does say it in the broadcast. Like, there's a tribute to when you first won the, the title in 91. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, JR. <laughs> the first time we saw The Undertaker in 1991 at a WrestleMania, he beat a Hall of Famer, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, wearing the exact same type of attire. That's a shithole of a match and a bad choice as a thing to close the show. Yeah. I wish we could put WrestleMania 4 on there. No. But because there it's, was it's no very promoted main event. Yeah, but it's very memorable. 
I know. The promoted main event was the finals of the tournament. So that's yes, what I it mean. Was, but you don't know who it would have been. Yeah, but I mean, I think that was part of the intrigue for certain fans. And and Savage DiBiase is fine. Yeah, it's, as a it's match, perfectly it's okay. fine. Yeah, uh, seven's okay. No, nothing wrong with it. Nothing. Seven's wrong. actually yeah, pretty good, I'm but it's fine with that. Hogan Sid is Hogan pretty bad. Hogan Sid Quinn. is pretty bad. Yeah, it is right. That's yeah. not good. I'm gonna campaign hard for nine. I, I nine. Re- it, it just it's, Brett Yoko is fine. No, yes just, it is. No. no, Justin Hand. Let I, me know. I think you're. Justin? I think you just really don't want to have a Brett match in there. Oh, I don't mind that. I promise. I really don't mind that. That's not a bad choice as a main event. You got the champion Bret Hart who had been putting on good matches and he was respected mm-hmm. against their number one heel. It's not like a bad idea. Yes, but... If Hogan doesn't rear his ugly fucking black-eyed face, it's fine. I don't know, Joe. I can't, like, in good conscience not have nine on the... Why? On the- it's not... The promoted main event was Bret Hart versus Yokozuna. It's fine. You can make all your academic points about it, but it sucks. Like, what it's, the fuck? It doesn't suck. The Hogan involvement sucks. It, all of it is bad. Why should Brett have to lose that match? I agree with you there. I agree with you Everything there. Everything is dumb. The uh, ceremonial listen, salt, the environment, I'm fine. everything is shit. I'm like, fine with Brett losing. I'm not fine with Hogan winning. Okay, I'll make a deal with you. What deal? Yes. Well, because we only have four here, Will so you, I'll, make a, I'll make a deal with you. What? If you put Bam Bam <laughs> versus no Lawrence Taylor no. on there... Then I will allow nine to pass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we've come to? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's your problem with Bam Bam versus Lawrence Taylor now? It's a celebrity match in the main event. That is the problem. Okay, it's on there. Yeah. Die, die, die. Oh, fine. That is the problem. Okay, you're like, right. Like, it's on there. It's on there, and it was also a, a horrible WrestleMania and yeah. a horrible arena. It's a horrible everything. And it didn't do anything to help anything. No. It's, okay, it's, it's, it's on there. It's bad. That's like, number two. Yeah. LT Bam Bam is number two. It joins Roman Reigns and Triple H. Right. We got two out of four in Death Valley. Right. They're in the desert. <laughs> yes. <sighs> fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. Now, thinking a little bit more modern, I know this sounds crazy, but would you put Cena Rock 2 on there? <laughs> Considering what was going on at the time, yeah, the um, CM Punk situation, the Rock coming back out of nowhere, winning the world title, like yeah. all this horseshit. Well, you know what the biggest problem with that is? Is that the Rock guaranteed the Raw after the year previous that he would be in the main event? Yeah, that is the dumbest concept for a thing. It's like he's saying, "I guarantee I win the world title, or you win the world title by the time we get there," and then it ruins an entire year of booking just because, like, they. And I, if I recall, The Rock was like unscripted in saying that too. Oh, really? Yeah, I love me some and Rock. Meanwhile, Punk was on fire, working his ass off yeah. too. When he actually cared, arguably he should have been in the main event at the first Rock. Scene yeah, I know, but because we'll he, forgive that, was, that. He's so hot and on fire. Right. But even if they weren't ready for it, it should have guaranteed like that second twice in a lifetime lo- yeah that he you lo- can't okay yeah, you, go ahead. Can, you cannot say once in a lifetime as the tagline of wrestlemania and then the next year do the same fucking match when first of all that's not even a thing that ever happens at wrestlemania 
It's on there. Whether that was planned or not, it shouldn't yeah. have happened regardless. Right. I agree with you. That'd it, be like Hogan saying, like, after WrestleMania five, Ultimate Warrior, yeah. we're fighting next year. Like, right. like on Superstars yeah. the next week. Like, yeah. what? That is the year you can pinpoint when the you Rumble know, started to become annoyances annoying. when he comes out Royal with a Rumble. flamethrower and like oh. lights his name on fire at WrestleMania. <laughs> I was gonna say Royal Rumble when he tries to raise Roman Reigns' hand and oh, that was like, stupid. Fuck. Yeah, but he this was after he did that, and then you were like, oh god, like when he comes out with the flamethrower and lights his name on fire, and he gets one over on one of the Wyatts or some shit. <laughs> Just go away. Yeah. Anyway. That's number three. We're putting it on there. Fine, yeah. Die, die, die. I still, I, I mean, this nine situation no. is very befuddling to me. Ms. Cena. No, that match was good. I don't care. No, Ms. I, no. <laughs> Ms. <laughs> I don't care what you say. The Real mi- world. It, Ms. is a guy that had he not been around the roster he was around, he would have easily been a main eventer. He is so good at what he does. Like, he really is. He might be one of the most underrated wrestlers ever, period. He's not that good. He's very good. He's okay. He's Terry Taylor of the 2000s. If you give him something good, he he guarantees it will be good and might be better than what you give him. I can't, with good conscience, put that on the worst. I know you just all you see is Miz yeah. and you like just automatically dismiss it, but it's great. It's 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 actually a really good main event. I think I don't like his name. I think yeah. that's the main problem. Yeah. The Miz. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a stupid. Can you stupid, can you give me that? It's stupid, but I think it's also stupid by design to make you hate him. Like fine. Yeah. Well, it worked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> I, I think I I think the match also is a little bit supposed to incite some anger that the Miz survived long enough. Like it's almost like the honky effect. Like why is he the champion? He's better like, than honky tonk man. He is, though. and he is. He is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. All right. Fine. I'll, yeah. I'll, whatever. And seeing how he's on a renaissance right now as we're recording this, uh, he's it, always a good. He he's solid, but he's solid in the way that like. Terry Taylor was solid. I would argue... Mike Rotundo. This is going to sound really weird, but I would argue that The Miz might be a better performer than Randy Orton. Hmm. But that's another topic for another day. It's debatable. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah. All right. Back to the WrestleMania events. No, nothing... Nine is not on there because you're, you're including Hogan. We're talking about the promoted main event. You know, I mean, if 18, the technical promoted main event, was Triple H Jericho, that <laughs> over, shit can rot. <laughs> over a dog or whatever. Yeah, over the dog. What was well, the what dog's about, name? Oh, I can't remember. Lucy. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck uh, yeah. was that? You have two awesome wrestlers, right? And you decide the feud over divorce yeah. Stephanie. Yeah, dog with, with a backstory. Because Triple H and Jericho two years earlier had the feud when Triple H it was, was so the good. Heel, yeah. And Jericho fake won the title. Yeah. And it fucking comes down to someone's pet dog. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, there's actually probably worse stuff. Honestly, Bundy Hogan is still like really <laughs> resonating with me it's right now. It's pretty bad, right? It's pretty bad. Um, also, what about WrestleMania 2000? That is stupid on every like fully like retired and now he's back. That with Linda in his corner. First of all, Linda, <laughs> my my the, the, the person sec- in my uh, Mick Foley, the secretary of small business in Mick Foley's corner. Yeah. Mick Foley. You know what? That was the first time I love Mick Foley, my yeah. whole like fandom. 
that was the first time, Quinn, that I lost respect for McFoley. Yeah, I really did. He, he, it was like a month after he retired. Yeah, he was back. I really did. Like, I was like, what the fuck is this? He had the emotional retirement in February. Right. And then all of a sudden in March, he's back for WrestleMania. Right. That really did legitimately bother me. And... The heel wins, and it's tri- like and it's if it was H. any other heel, I'd be okay with but it. It's but 2000. it's fucking Triple it, yeah. H, like yeah, and Big Show. Like, what right did he have to be there? Because he was just big, <laughs> and it was a show. Yeah, so he was there. And so Austin's not involved. So he was injured. So yeah. it's not his fault. But the Rock is there. The Rock. The Rock should have won that fucking match. Or it could have just been <laughs> the Rock Triple H, and it would have worked. Yeah. You know, that would have been fine. Didn't they just do that at Backlash or something? (laughs) That's the whole thing is they did. And everyone's like, oh, this is what they should have done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that main event. <laughs> it's stupid. Mick Foley with like the blue vest, Honestly, like the blue flannel all vest. All that match exists to do is have the McMahons have representatives. Oh, God, you're right. I yeah. forgot about that. It's all McMahon. Yes. You know what? Based yeah. on that, I almost <laughs> want to put that in there. That would be number four. That might have to do it, because that was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. The right thing to do would have just been Triple H versus The Rock, and The At Rock wins. At least you can justify Bundy, because A, it's an early mania. Yeah. B, it's another just Hogan beats a big guy thing, which was, like, in vogue back then, I and guess. And it was a like, cage. It was a cage match. There was I, blood. There is, like, things you can yeah, say about it. you know it. what? You're yeah, right. Like, I'm going to give that one a pass. I want to go at 2000, actually. Okay. Because considering what they could have done... You don't need big fucking fat show making his way into that, and you don't need retired now, McFoley and all the McMahons. Allow me to just propose something. You made all these points, right? Go ahead. That I might have caught you in something. You're making these points, but I think a lot of this can be said about the WrestleMania 9 main event. A what? lot of these same things. No, they can't. Like, it was wrong. I think it was. Bret Hart was the champion, so he had to be in the main event, right? Right? Just like Triple However, H had to be in the main event. The way it ended is not the right thing. That killed Brett for a while. I don't know that it killed him. He if wasn't he the King of the if Ring. If he didn't show up at King of the Ring, his career might have been over. Like, as far as a main eventer is concerned. You think so? Yes. It was. That was. A, I felt like that was a serious blow to Brett. Was it unfair? Should he have won? Yes. He should have won, and he should have went off the show raising the belt high. And like, someone else could have won King of the Ring. Yeah. Not not Hogan, obviously, yeah. but someone else should have won it. Yeah. I don't know. Perfect Luger, yeah. pick somebody. In any way you slice it, even if like the Hogan stuff doesn't happen, Brett yeah. should have won. You know what? <laughs> I mean, come on. Bret Hart had Yoko in the sharpshooter, right? I'm yeah. thinking kayfabe now. Right. He had him in the sharpshooter, which they said was impossible. He'll never right. be able to do it. Fuji throws the salt at him, and that's how he... Like, Yoko doesn't, yeah, he doesn't even do a move to him. Right. He throws the salt, and then Yoko pins him. It's shit. It is shit. Bret Hart had that match won. Right. And then Hogan... Yeah. With a stupid Are red you pants. realizing now why this is so bad? Like, why everything about it is wrong? Quinn, let's send... WrestleMania 9 yes! main event yes. to Death Valley. Die, die, die. It's there. Thank you. You're right. Yeah. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. It's my least favorite ending to a WrestleMania in the 90s, so it might as well go there. Right. So what's there now? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> so we had... Um, Roman Reigns Triple H. And Lawrence Taylor Lawrence Bam Taylor, Bam. Bam Bam. Cena Rock 2. Cena Rock 2 because of its horseshit. And WrestleMania 9, Bret Hart, Yoko, yeah. Hogan. 
So, folks, we have put four things on Mount Rushmore and four things into Death Valley. Let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Twitter, the email, the website. We have the Discord comment section now on our yeah, website. Yeah, I, I made a Discord server if anybody yep. knows what that is. Um, I'm going to put a link on it eventually yeah. on our website. So, so check it out so with you us. So chat. Chat yep. with us. Chat with us. And you can and leave messages in there. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are reviewing something. Yep. Back after this. He ruled the ring for over a decade. This April 4th, live on pay-per-view, the immortal Hulk Hogan returns. WrestleMania. Kids, Hulk Hogan is ready to give you the shirt right off his back. That's right, just ask your mom and dad to order WrestleMania on pay-per-view, and you'll automatically be eligible to win an autographed Hulk Hogan t-shirt. Don't miss WrestleMania, Sunday, April 4th, only on pay-per-view. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us this Monday, March 13th, 2017. Just want to remind you, check us out on the Twitter, at OVP Podcast. You can also email us, of course, at OVPpodcast at gmail.com. That is OVPpodcast at gmail.com. Quinn, we are a bunch of places, the iTunes and uh, Yeah, things. we are on the iTunes, uh, you can, where you can leave a review over there. Please. Uh, we are on the Google Play Music, yep. the Stitcher, Blueberry, yep. FM.Player, Player. TuneIn, whatever. Yeah. TuneIn. <laughs> yeah. And the website. And the website, OVPpodcast.com. And the YouTubes. And YouTube, of course, YouTube. Yes. So, folks, it is time for our final segment of the show. We are reviewing something, Michael. Yes, we are. Now, this was actually requested by a friend of the show. Yes. Great guy, really nice yeah. guy, Bill Yankowie. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Bill. Yeah. Wrestling Man. Wrestling Man. He goes man. by. Uh, he also has a show, uh, The Wrestling Show. Yeah, The Wrestling Show. Podcast. Podcast. If you'd like to Great listen guy. to it, you could check it out. Yep. So Bill requested something that he did a written review for. He wanted us to review it. Yep. All American Wrestling again. We love All American, right? Yes, Based we do. on the last one we did yes, from '86. This is it's a great show. It <laughs> is. This is WWF All American from June 18th, 1989. Quick refresher, folks. All American was not A level. It was not B level. Maybe C, C, D, C minus, D tier. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. D plus, Z tier. Yeah, it was pretty Something bad. Like that. But anyway, uh, it was a syndicated, or uh, sorry, it was on the USA Network. It was not syndicated. It had clips of the syndicated shows, right? And it was generally hosted by either Gene Okerlund or somebody like that. But this is the Gene Okerlund. This is the era. era. Yeah, <laughs> Gene, the good era. So, um, it just has a lot of clips of other things that already happened. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't have anything. New. Well, it does have matches on it that there seemed to be that first match was exclusive to the I think the card. they had like, yeah, maybe one exclusive. Yeah. So, June 18th, 89. So, we're right in the middle of 89, post-WrestleMania, pre-SummerSlam. This is our comfort zone, Quinn. It's yeah. WWF in the 80s. Yes. And the, the intro has Hogan in the white trunks <laughs> yeah, the from like 84 or 85 or <laughs> something. Like, what about? the hell? That's... <laughs> Hogan and White? We're, we're really doing that still, yeah. like, in the opening. <laughs> and and the music's, like, this yeah. glorious, glorious American... It's, like, this, like, glorious American music, but it's clipping to, like, The Ultimate Warrior and, like, Rick Martel and, like, yeah. what? Like, it doesn't fit. There, there's only, like, two things that are American, like, Duggan waving the American flag <laughs> and, like... A, Hogan. Yeah, and an eagle, like... Oh, yeah, there's an eagle! Like, soaring above everything. <laughs> now, the interesting thing about the intro, Quinn... 
is that even though it had Hogan in the white tights from like, you know, 85. It might have been four even. <laughs> 84. The rest of the clips were from like 88, 89. Yeah. That was, was weird. Very strange. Very strange. I don't know what they were doing there. So like we said, we open with Gene. He's in the studio or as he calls it, the Sports Control Center. Yes. <laughs> I don't even... Whatever, like it, it's that's that same with the TVs in there. Yeah, and like the TVs. Kevin Dunn in the and background. Stolfi's. Yeah, yeah, just kind of chilling. And Quinn, you said to me, "When was this even on?" Yeah, I was trying to have a, I was having a hard time figuring out. Like, <laughs> like they had like I know three or four shows. Like when? What? I didn't tell you when we were watching it, but it was actually on at Sundays at twelve p.m. Okay, so it was basically like Sunday morning superstars, well, but different. What like, replaced All American was Action Zone. Okay, in ninety four. So, so it's so that. Then. It was that time slot. USA Network Sundays at twelve. Right. So Gene says Rick Rude is too much, and then yeah. he t- then remember this Quinn? He talks off stage. Yes, <laughs> he's like Christine. Does she know what the Rude Awakening is? Does Christine know about the Rude Awakening? He always does this where like and this is such a gene thing where he it's like he's playing to the crowd like he's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> right. Like he's like anybody that's in the room that even if you can't see them off camera, like he's just kind of talking to them. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like uh Bobcat Goldthwait or one of those shitty like nineties comedians. Exactly. So Quinn, you said to me, I think Bill, meaning you know, yeah. wrestling man, found a winner here already. Right. Like immediately <laughs> I was like, This is gonna be good. Like I just I I just knew, and you it was. Knew. It was. No holds barred is out, Quinn. Yes, you know it that? is. Did you know? Gene holds up. We know. We reviewed it. <laughs> we did. Check that out if you haven't. Gene holds up the no holds barred <laughs> book. The book. Why? What exactly is a book for no holds barred? Like, is it like the the, the <laughs> script? Like, is it is it like a like you know how they would have those books of movies back in yes. the day, like Titanic, the book, but like <laughs> no holds barred the book. Yeah, like is it like you read like descriptive things about like no holds barred, like the scenes, like well, it's a very Hulk Hogan <laughs> was in a parking lot. Under, <laughs> it was dark, and a man came out, and he tried to put his hands on a woman. And, well, Quinn, I mean, it is a very nuanced sophisticated movie well according to gorilla it is later on (laughs) gene says you should see it for the second time yeah yeah um, i don't think so i've seen it twice and it wasn't a great experience exactly so So no no to that we go to a match here and it's (laughs) paul roma and jeff Jeff gronsky okay this is weird because paul roma is wearing his like young stallions gear and the young stallions music is playing but this jeff gronsky (laughs) grunsowski grani wayne gretzky wayne gretzky he's with him it's just like a jobber that looks like bobby eaton or like something basically kind of, yeah. yeah and they fight the brain busters tully and arn yeah so, so they're gonna lose huh they're gonna lose <laughs> yeah. this is from a challenge taping because you've got gorilla solo on commentary yeah because brain is a ringside manager right. in the brain busters as the busters are beating up uh roma you say and the <laughs> fake horseman getting his ass whooped by, by the, the horseman right Exactly. Uh, Paul Roma was in the Horseman briefly, yes. and he claims he's like bigger than Ric Flair or something yeah, like that. He wishes he, Ric Flair wishes he was Paul Roma, right? I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And then Quinn, you said to me, who is this goof with Paul Roma? He is nothing. Like, he, he's there to take the pin so Roma doesn't have to. Yeah, like, God knows you gotta protect Paul Roma. 
Yeah. What? The, in the, why was Paul Roma a thing ever? I don't know. Like, he's terrible. He's mediocre. Yeah. In the midst of this, we get a Bushwhackers insert promo, you know, where, like, they come in yeah, the Yeah, they're, like, in the box in the, the screen, And they say nothing. And Quinn, you say to me, of course, yeah. I which always, one is the one I like? Yeah. Because I, I was, like, the one on the right. And I, like, it's so weird with the Bushwhackers because as I've gotten older... The less I can distinguish between the two, <laughs> like I don't know if my eyesight's going or something. I don't think like, so. I don't know what it is. It's like I can't, or like I just can't remember the name to the face. It's like I know the guy I like. I just don't remember his name. It's Butch, by the way. Yeah, the Butch is. I'll the one forget you like. that in two minutes. <laughs> like so, this is pretty much your typical squash on a Cindy show match. Yeah. Until this was weird. Jeff Gronsky or Fake Barry Windham or <laughs> Fake Danny Spivey or <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to call him. He gets like a... He jumps off... Tully jumps on the rope. Like, he, he like, sends him to the turnbuckle. And he kind of does that reversal thing where he jumps off the second yeah. rope onto him. But, like, Gronsky, like, drops him. Like, yeah, he in, botches. He botches big time. Big time. And yeah. so, I mean, that itself is, like, kind of like a mark against a guy. Like, right. don't fucking... Well, you're yeah, lucky enough to be in this match. I think the funniest part about all of that was after that happened, it's like Tully and Arn just wrapped the match up, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah. They just set him up with a spike out of nothing. Yeah, so the, like, so the spike pile driver there on the big Lebowski there yeah, gets yeah. the win. It's it was basically like they were like, "Not nah, this guy sucks. He yeah. lost his tryout and the match. Go home." And like, for the two minutes, last Quinn very fast paced. It was very fast paced, and I thought that that was pretty interesting for a show in eighty eight or nine. Yeah, eighty nine. Yeah, you even said to me. This C show in the eighties is more watchable than Raw is now. Well, because that's the truth. <laughs> I speak the truth. So then Gene, we go back to Gene, yeah. he pontificates about the brainbusters going on and on. Yeah. You know, they are absolutely awesome. They personify teamwork, the brainbusters. And then we get a clip of him holding up the latest WWF magazine. This is the the beginning of a lot of WWF magazine yeah, pushing. Holy shit. In this. Yeah, it's a, it's very aggressive, I would say. Hogan's on the cover. Yep. And yes, he is. And th this is the best part. Remember this? Yeah. We get updates. Oh yeah. With Gene Okerlund in the same studio in the same studio. position he's sitting in. It's almost like they just do update at this taping. Yeah. And like they're like, wait, we gotta put update on this. And then like they just clip it like they're cutting to Gene, but yeah. he's in the same thing. It's like, like literally he's still in the studio in the same spot wearing the same, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. It's very weird. So here's our update. Last week on Challenge, the B show. Yeah. Snooka. Jimmy Snuka was confronted by the Honky Tonk Man. And Snuka in the little picture that they show, like, of it, his <laughs> yeah. face is so stupid. Like, he looks dumb. He does look dumb. Yeah. So we cut to uh, challenge there. This is the best part, Yeah, when this is pretty good. Gene's yelling at Honky from across the <laughs> arena. As Can fans you, cheer yeah. Gene on, like, crapping on him. Can you explain the visual setup here? The visual <laughs> is the camera's, like, on the stage with Gene. Like, yeah, like kinda, the interview stage. Kind of slightly zoomed to Honky. Yeah. In the ring, like kind of after he had beaten some jobber. Yeah. And Gene's like, give me a break. Stop doing that. Blah, blah, blah. And, and the fans are like, yeah. And Honky's like getting mad about this. Honky talk fan. Maybe a case of taking a good thing too far. We've heard you sing once. We've heard you sing twice. But enough is enough. Right. And so 
now that now that Honky's kind of miffed and Gene kind of continues, it's like he brings out Snooka kind of ignoring Honky Tonk Man that right. he just yelled at. Yeah, he and, yelled at Honky. He yeah. like scolded him. Right. And then Honky comes while the interview's starting and he pulls the mic cable and it yanks the mic like off like flies off the stage into it's like true. Honky's hands. And then Honky says he's the greatest of all time and the big man on campus. Now, okay, and I asked a question. Why the hell is like Honky acting like Snooka's like new? Yeah, I like, know. <laughs> like I know he had just returned, but Honky's acting like he's been around way longer than Snooka. Yeah. Snooka predates Honky by a Years. long time. Yeah, like, exactly. Honky's- he just went away briefly. <laughs> briefly. Yeah. Then Gorilla has the line of the show. Get the security. <laughs> I agree because Honky's making grand statements here. So so Snooka makes dumb faces <laughs> and then he puts his like crown thing yeah on Gene's head and Gene just stands there with the crown on his head. He never moves it. He never takes it off. He just like does it and Snooka starts disrobing cuz he's going to like do something. Right. So this is the weird thing. Honky goes on and on about being interrupted by Snooka, but like really Quinn Okerland interrupted yes. Honky. Hon- okay, this is why this feud's broken, is because Snooka did literally nothing. He mm-hmm. didn't even talk. Right. He just walked up to the stage, and then Gene started the fight for Gene him. Gene did it. Yeah. It's he- Mean Gene's fault. Yes, this should be a feud between Honky and Mean Gene. I'd pay but- to see that. Maybe you would. Give me would, a break. I would want Gene to win. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did wrestle once with Hulk Hogan. Don't bring that up, please. <laughs> so he goes on and on. And finally, I had said to you, Quinn, I was yeah. like, because Honky is not on the interview stage. He's like in front of it, like below it. Right. You know, like four or five feet below it. Right. I said to you, Quinn, I was like, I hope Snooka jumps off the stage. Yes, onto you did Honky. say this right before. And that's exactly, that's exactly what he does. exactly what happened. He jumped right on him. He jumps onto Honky as Honky's blathering on. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And then we get like a, a studio promo with Honky. And Quinn, you and I both notice his hair. Yeah. Honky's hair is fucked up in that yeah, promo. Yeah, it's mullety. It's extremely mullety. Like, I've never seen his hair look that bad. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. So we finally go to another match here, and it is Tito <laughs> Santana, Chico Versus Santana. Dusty Wolf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks like Wayne from the Wonder Years mixed with, like, Jerry the King Waller. <laughs> like, if you they know? somehow were, if, if it was, like, anatomy worked that way and they could have a baby together that's Ew. what that's what it would have that's what dusty wolf is you know what what's funny quinn i believe dusty wolf might have been i didn't look it up but just from memory i think he was one of the people to play doink for a little while i think i asked you this in the yeah. middle i was like after what do you, I, I think after some silence because the yeah. match was stupid i just said Hmm, I wonder whatever happened to Dusty Wolf. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was one one of the replacement doinks well, after Oh, good Matt for Born. him. Yeah, at good, least he, good at least legacy. He probably won a match at least. As, yeah, right. As like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, from a challenge taping, and Gorilla and Bobby are on commentary, yeah. but Quinn, mm. Ronnie Garvin is the ref. Rugged Ronnie Garvin. You actually said to me, this crap is going on? Yeah, hands of crap himself. <laughs> um, yeah, why... 
I hate this whole thing. You just don't him. like Ronnie Garvin. I to don't begin like with. Ronnie Garvin. I don't like that thing with him as a ref went on for so long. <laughs> I remember you asked me why he was a ref, and I was like, because he lost a retirement match. I to thought it was Greg something. Valentine. Yeah, I, I had recalled it being something to do with uh, he had done something bad and like he got suspended, but like kind of Valentine invoked it's it. That's not what happened. Yeah. He lost a retirement match. He should have never come back. <laughs> I mean, having a retirement match for him is a benefit to the whole world. Yeah, it really like, is. Yeah. We get an insert promo from Rick Martel, not quite the model. Just no, yet. this is the uh, Tito actually- Santana, you stink <laughs> yeah. version, like that kind. Yeah, you're yeah. a loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's actually managed, uh, which we'll see later, he's actually managed by Slick at this point still, which is like a weird pairing, but it kind of made sense. I get it, because if they were going to make him the model, he's got to be with the slickest guy ever. Why wasn't he managed by Slick when he the was the time. model? That know, makes that, 100% more it sense. It does, I know. He says, Quinn, and I guess we'll address this later, but he says that Tito turned on him. Santana, since you turn on me, and I'm not with you anymore. Okay. Actually, I can address this now because I don't think it's it, he's a, he's saying that I think because at WrestleMania four, not right. WrestleMania five, where he four. turned on him, right? Four. four, he had blamed Tito for losing that match because to Santana, demolition, like accidentally hit him with the forearm or something. Did he? Yeah. Okay, so he considers that the real turn, which right. is interesting. I always liked that feud that they like carried it on first of all second of all that For it had two years. all this rooting in like wrestlemania 4 which was kind of neat actually like <laughs> wrestlemania nothing, 4 rears its ugly head again because nothing really good <laughs> came of that so savage so other than savage quinn i like that in the midst of this match you just say to me ronnie garvin continuing to do nothing it's true he, he sucks he's the most like useless thing at this time like i hate him like he's just really stupid and he just shouldn't be around why was it a big acquisition to get ronnie garvin in 1988 or 89 or whatever like he won the world title from Ric Flair because nobody wanted it or something, like, at the time. <laughs> like, and all of a sudden, he's a hot commodity, so he can feud with old man Valentine. Stupid. It is a horrible thing. Yeah. The only redeeming quality is the Rumble 90 match isn't that bad. Do you think he feuded with um, Valentine because his hair is short and blonde, and Valentine's is long and blonde? I hope so. Like, that was, like, the That's idea. That's the best reason. That's <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> Because he sure as hell should be like, uh, all, he should be losing to like the genius. Like he sucks. <laughs> or like Ken Patera with the bad hair. Speaking of sucking and bad hair, Gorilla Shills, no holds barred. Yeah, that was out. <laughs> yeah, this is where he's like, everyone, everyone that I've talked to should go back and see it again because they were so caught up in the action and excitement that they missed some of the terminology. <laughs> what? what terminology? Is he trying to say that this movie is? like really how wrestling is in like the backstage like do people like get in fights like the when the wrestlers fight each other do they like go attack each other in gyms where it's right. like their name is all over the gym and like neon letters yeah, the and, like, gym. and like the real reason these wrestlers are fighting because they're dating someone and like the other wrestler like tried to like kill his girlfriend is this all real like it is, should be is this the real backstory of wrestling I'm fine if like, there is Quinn you said to me I don't think Gorilla has seen the movie even once. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I, because you, know what the- you can't make a statement like that and, and have seen that movie. Gorilla was an honest man. He would not lie like that. But however, Quinn, 
I can see Vince McMahon making everyone see it. Do you think there was yes. like? A, do you think there was a thing at Titan Towers, yes. like in a conference room, yes. like not a not like the normal conference room, like the one where the employees have the like when they have like the company meeting and they like yes. they sat them all down in like crappy chairs in like and they 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 pulled in like a crappy TV. And they had advanced copies on VHS, and they played it for all of them. Yes. Vince sold the fuck out of this movie. He did. He re- he would not let it go. No, he wouldn't. He probably made everyone see it twice. <laughs> well, he wrote it or whatever. So <laughs> He helped write it. Yeah. Santana wins with the flying jalapeno. Yeah. Um, we get the event center update with Sean Mooney. We get a promo with Mr. Fuji and the Warlord. Do you think it's weird that they would have like multiple updates like in a show? Gotta I, fill the time, man. Yeah, I guess. This is just to sell now, the magazines and stuff, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's not about the wrestling, yeah, that's for sure. I guess so. This is the non wand version of the Warlord, Quinn. It's the Powers <laughs> of Pain version. No W wand just yet. No, no, no. And you were wondering, where the fuck's a barbarian? Yeah, I'm very <laughs> confused. No barbarian. Because he's in his like Powers of Pain garb. It was barbarian injured or something like I don't know. I don't know. Like, and was there gonna be a warlord like solo feud ugh. while they were still a tag team? The thing is, is like warlord is the worst half of the powers of pain. He anyway, is. he is barbarians. He, all he cares about is Domino's Pizza. He does. That's true. And the warlord, all he's interested in is Domino's Pizza. Give me a break here. This promo, wait, it wasn't Nothing. even about anything. He's just like, I'm going to win matches. Like, Basically. he wasn't even talking about anybody. Fuji says nothing that he matters. He says he's been training. Like, Yeah, what? For what? Who's he fighting? Exactly. He does say one thing. What? He says the warlord's hungry. He does. And again. Domino's. Yeah, he alludes to the warlord eats too much or something. Like <laughs> all which, he cares about, which is a, a ongoing thread. You know, with Gorilla says he's fat. You all know. he cares about is Domino's pizza. Yeah. Did you know, ironically, Quinn, in 1996, yes. the warlord was hit by a pizza hut <laughs> delivery truck. It's amazing to me because they always commented about the Domino's with him and everything, yes. and to, for him to have actually gotten a car accident with a Domino's delivery truck, it's like it's like sweet. Revenge it's, it's for, uh, for funny. Pizza Hut. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to like make fun of it, but it's funny. Anyway, he so, didn't get hurt, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Moody looks concerned when they cut back to him. Remember that? He's like, oh, God. No, yeah. the world. Oh, oh the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we cut to yeah, this is so dumb. with the stupidest sunglasses he's ever had. I can't. <laughs> They're like, they're like these overly big, the like beach volleyball kinds, <laughs> and they got like some kind of like they're black sunglasses, but they have like big white letters in the middle. Yes. But it makes it look like he's like, what's the the little rascal with the tape sun taped know, glasses in the middle? You're probably right. Yeah, that's like I was thinking like cataract glasses. Like, he looks they're like, like orthopedic yes, glasses. He looks terrible, and, and he's what? got like a crappy tank top on too. He does the Hitman tank top. Go get that hot item. Oh god, and lord knows I love Brett, but he's <laughs> such a fool now, here. This is was when they were going to try his first singles run, right? <laughs> yes, that didn't work. Yeah, that didn't work. Well, it's obvious here because he didn't have the Hitman shades. That's part of the problem. It is part of the problem. So we go to the on-screen graphic for commercial break, and it has a cartoony version of Mean Gene. Yes! This was so weird! It's like, it's like a cartoony version of Mean Gene like sideways, like hanging over like a picture of rick rude yes like a box yeah like it's really 
He's what? like holding a mic with his arms out. He's almost doing the yes, like two fingers up. That's like how I saw it. Give me a break. Give me a break. We come back and we've got Frankie DeFalco <laughs> versus Intercontinental Champion Rick Rude. Yeah, from Superstars with Vince and Jesse on commentary. And you know what? <laughs> As Rude's going into his little, you know, yeah, pre match spiel. Had, I had made a comment here. I said, What I'd like to have right now is for my afro to get bigger. It His was. hair is at its apex here. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. So Minnesota Ru- somethings, yeah. what does he say? Minnesota meatheads. Minnesota meatheads. What yeah. I'd like to have right now is yeah. for you fat out of shit. Minnesota meatheads. That's the, uh, that's the insult of the night from Rick Rude. Minnesota meatheads. There's some context here, but the bottom line is Vince says there's no such thing as a sweat hog. Thanks, I guess. It's Thanks, still Vince. funny. But I had said... Frankie DeFalco <laughs> looks like one of the guys when they when they do the show when they're in the mall. Do, uh, and then I was like thinking, and I'm like, Impractical Jokers. <laughs> you remember that show? I just love that your description <laughs> of Impractical Jokers is them in a mall. Well, they're in like Jersey Gardens every episode. <laughs> like we're at the Jersey Gardens mall. How many episodes do they tape at once in Jersey Gardens? And they just like change their shirts or something, probably. Like, if you've ever seen it before, Impractical it's a Joke, good show. it is a good show. Zero offense from Sal or Q or <laughs> Murr or whichever Impractical Joker he yeah. is. And then the Rude Awakening over. Quinn, you noted to me a slow-ass count Especially by Hebner. Especially slow from Hebner, and I just felt like it was to give more like oomph that he, yeah. he really beat like, Sal this guy. here. Yeah. Sal. Yeah. Heenan gets on the mic for the kissing version of the Rude Awakening, not the neck breaker. Right. So the this kiss- is, I've seen a lot of this because yeah. I, 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 like I said, I watch a lot of superstars yep. and stuff like that. And this, this was like par for the course. This is literally the same spiel where Heenan kind of questions the woman before she kisses. Are yeah. you ready for this or whatever? Yeah. And like have have at it toots or something. Sorry, you know, like toots. that's he always says that. He about, likes to use yeah. toots. Yeah. So our guest tonight for the Rude Awakening is some girl with white mom pants <laughs> and Diane from. Cheers, hair. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then he kisses her to the ground. He does the pelvic thrust yep. over her body. Does this every time. And of course, Vince takes that opportunity to show No Holds Barred. <laughs> well, I mean, No Holds Barred kind of has that kind yeah, of vibe to it. Because we get a sex scene. The yeah. Hogan sex scene. The Hogan sex scene Not is the lit- sex tape. No. Not the Bubba the, the Love Sponge. The sex toy. scenes where Zeus interrupts them <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> Remember, we covered this in the review. Yes. That's the scene they decide to show. I guess it, it was in theme with Rick Rude doing that. I, I don't know why the choice of that, but... A moment with Gene Okerlund. He's on the phone with Jesse Ventura between calling various Chinese restaurants. What? This is like... This is I love awesome. This I love this. Yeah. I love this. But it the 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 like hanging out with Gene moment or whatever the moment with Gene yeah. is the most weird thing it is. ever. It like, is it, like I know when we reviewed All American, I thought this was like more of a one off thing. But this seems like now that it's we're, recurring. We, we've jumped to eighty nine and that it's episode was eighty six. This is a thing. Yeah, like, with him, his like signature on the screen and like like his yep. literal signature, not like and not like uh, yeah something else this was his show i guess quinn in the 80s right i mean this his face is on the logos like yeah this is basically the gene okerlin hour now where gene contemplates wrestling yeah exactly and you know what we liked it it was good so mm-hmm. gene references working with jesse during no holds barred of course yeah and that the movie is setting all co- sorts of records i'm yeah. pretty sure we debunk that 
Yeah, we um, did. Earlier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, then Gene asked Jesse, who's on the phone, remember, about yeah. Zeus and says they all have something in common. Baldness. Thank you. So then we get our next match, which is joint in progress. <laughs> from La Crosse, Wisconsin. <laughs> what? I love that place. It's the Brooklyn Brawler and Bad News Brown. And your Lord Shit and Shivani are in commentary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they're fighting Hillbilly Jim in the Blue Blazer. What a dream match. Yes. Now, this now, is... This, okay. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I have to say, I am really appalled by the fact that the Brooklyn Brawler is in a tag match, first of all, with, like, not, like, another jobber, like... An it's Bad News Brown yeah. in Bad News Brown. Brawler won't tag in Bad News. That's the story of the match. Yes. Well, he can't like, get there. He can't or won't tag well, in Bad actually, News. Actually, to be honest with you, then Bad News kind of doesn't want to tag him. Yeah, I know. It kind of goes back and forth. Anyway, so <laughs> finally, Blazer gets the hot tag, and then yeah. <laughs> Brawler just uppercuts him. Yeah. Now, I had said also, just as a note here, how does Shivani pretend to care so well? <laughs> like, like That's true. This match is poop. It, like, it really, yeah. it, what a fall from grace from when Shivani was doing WCW. Yeah. yeah. With Ric Flair and the yeah. Horsemen and the Rock and Rolls <laughs> and, and the Road like, Warriors. commentating for some weird match <laughs> yeah. with like a jobber <laughs> really? to, in, in like a regular, it. you nailed the Quinn. Yeah. Weird match. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. Now the Ghetto Blaster eventually gets the win by Bad News because he tags in. He's like, "I'm going to show you how it's done, Brawler." Yeah, and he actually wins too. He does. So like, he did. You thought he may have failed. Like, I remember he right. came in. He kind of gets, you know, paintbrushed or something, as Gorilla would say. And <laughs> stop. <laughs> he paintbrushed him. Yeah, something like that. And but Brawler recovers, or not Brawler. Uh, Bad news Bad recovers news. and gets gets the win. Gets the win, and Brawler wins a match. Technically, technically, the whole story here is Brawler then just wants to be his friend, but yeah. Bad News leaves, and, and then, then Hillbilly th- Jim, yeah. what? Hillbilly Why? ass? Yeah, Hillbilly ass clotheslines Brawler for literally no reason. He's like, he's just, he's like, what's going on? Uh, yeah. Bad news, like, and then uh, he gets just attacked by Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> he didn't even do anything. He didn't do he anything. He literally did nothing. And like, then, of course, he starts dancing. And Quinn, you're like, oh, God, he's dancing. Yeah, big hoedown. In the big ring. hoedown. Yeah. Then we come back to Gene, who calls that an outstanding match. I, I fair to you, question that. Yeah. I agree with yeah. you. Then Gene, of course, because he's Gene. Yeah. He asks Kevin Dunn. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. He asked him a question. He's like, was it the Brooklyn Brawler's uh, uncle or grandfather that was on the Dodgers? Okay. I have a problem with this now that I'm looking at it. Yeah. Doesn't the brawler wear a Yankee shirt? Yes! <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> it's true. It is true. He does wear a Yankee shirt. He's talking about the Brooklyn Dodgers? Why? Then he tells Dunn to stay out of his life. <laughs> I agree. I wish Dunn would stay out of my life, but, but I watch shaky, wrestling. Shaky so. cam. Yeah. Can't escape it. Anyway, here's something of importance. Stay out of my life. Will you take a look at this? Then we get the best <laughs> part of the show. I don't even care how short it was. Yeah. It's Dusty Rhodes <laughs> working at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, but he's got he's like got, a sombrero. Yeah, he's got a sombrero and like a taco shirt on. And he's like, "Welcome to America, Cara. Taco of Mexicans, Dad." <laughs> and, and you're not sure that the customer might be Hector Guerrero. It might be. I it's can't possibly, tell. And I'm not trying to be racist. Let's put I it this swear. way: it's a Hector Guerrero look-alike at, yes, the, mo- at, at the very he least because he has the mullet, mullet thing and yeah. the mustache. He looks like a Guerrero. He does. I'm yeah. not being racist. 
faces. I swear. I it's, no, you're right. You're right. Like, he really I, does look and like he him. would be employed around this time. Right, because yeah. he was a gobbledygooker. Yeah, set for action. So then the best part of it is Dusty starts eating Hector's food. <laughs> yeah. He serves it to him. He's like, here you go, daddy. I got the uh, burrito. Yeah. And, and, and he, he starts eating it. He starts eating it and then smiles into the camera. It freeze frames and then like an American Dream logo in the bottom left corner where Dusty's like smiling in the camera and he looks like a lady. He does. Because his hair is like you know, the Curly way it was back like then. White. Yeah. I love Dusty. Yeah, I love he him too. He did everything he could to make everything make, he did good. You could give him the worst shit and he, he will just like okay yep yeah, yeah. then we get our next match it's demolition axe and smash tag champions against <laughs> todd becker and fuller stevens he's full of stevens <laughs> he is he is more than they one they look so badass with the masks i had remarked demolition yeah they look cool <laughs> they look awesome yeah they do not the crappy music no 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 good music we're in you know that. rick derringer deep in the good music era hell yeah girl and brain so it's from a challenge taping gorilla says brain's getting on his nerves <laughs> They're funny during that. Yeah. Demos beat the crap out of these creative jobbers. Yeah, like, they're mean, so nondescript, these guys. Yeah, Bobby says rugged Ronnie goofball. <laughs> that was funny. And then there's more magazine shilling. Oh my god, uh, yeah, with the magazines. Yeah. Then Bobby says demolition doesn't know an arm lock from a pad lock. That was a good one, because Gorilla always says wrist lock. Yeah, he countered. And, and wrist watch. Yeah, so Demo- demolition decapitation for the win. Yeah. And I like how Smash celebrates <laughs> yeah, how like, they might have somehow lost. Yeah, he's like, like overexcited. Yeah. He's very excited. And, you know, I had questioned you during, like, after this. I was like, they never say in a lot of these jobber matches where the champions are involved, are the titles, like, supposed? supposed to be on the line wouldn't they say if they were but they don't say either like they, mike mcgurk would have said why wouldn't you to get your uh, just just on an aside in a kayfabe like wondering kind of way yeah why on an aside wouldn't you just defend the title against jobber so you can get over <laughs> so you could get over that 30 day limit thing you know what mike mcgurk didn't say championship yeah she definitely didn't say that she, she knew, knew how to pronounce a p she knew how to pronounce words <laughs> We go back to Gene. Yeah. He says Smash sometimes calls him Howard. I guess he... Yeah, he made, yeah I guess he mix him up with the Fink. That's what I was going to say. Well, if you to be fair, you ever play, like, you know, Rumble for SNES, Royal yeah. Rumble? Yeah. Doesn't that look like Mean Gene? It does. But it's supposed to be Howard Finkel. It does, yeah. It looks like Mean Gene, right? It kind of does, So yeah. you can... They're both the same Actually, height. Actually, I always thought it was Gene. You it's thought it not was Fink? It's Finkel. I thought they like screwed up and it's it was Finkel. like Gene. Because in Super WrestleMania, he's also in it, and Fink does the ring announcements. Ah. And in Rage in the Cage, you hear Fink's voice doing That's the ring weird. announcements. I, that kind of blows my like mind Mean because Gene, I right? thought it was Mean Gene the whole time. Like I thought they just they just screwed up. They're both short, the same height, yeah. bald, mustache. Now, Spotlight Magazine this month <laughs> yeah. with the Ultimate Warrior. Gene says he's a package or something. Yeah, he's like, he's a package. Now, okay. Spotlight Magazine. It's, it's So it's like a bio thing. I yeah. think I had one. What came first, Spotlight Magazine or WWF Spotlight? Uh, the show came first. That so I it's know. like I the know magazine, that. a magazine of the show. No, it's not. <laughs> Imagine if they had a magazine for each show. Well, Challenge the magazine. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering because like, Boris Zukov on like, the cover. I will say about Spotlight. Now that I'm like thinking of it, it's like kind of presented as a television magazine in a weird sense. Eh. Uh, by the way, folks, two things. This video does not have commercials. No, it does not. 
And it came from our good friend of the show, Mr. Richard Land. Of course. The man, Richard Land. The man, Richard Land. A supporter of the show. Proud supporter. If you know who we are, you probably know who he is. But if you don't, check out YouTube channel Richard Land. L-A-N-D. Stuff on there. Great stuff. I watch it all the time. He's awesome. He has stuff we don't review. I watch on there. Oh, yeah. MSG shows, Boston Garden shows. Just random superstars. Random superstars. Spotlight. Spotlight. Prime time. Richard Land in the jolly old UK is the man. Thumbs up. We love Richard Land. Now, Thank you, Richard. I do want to say yes. something very ha- good happens next. Yes, it does. It's Macho Man time. It's Macho Man. Yes. Not Sherry, though. But not Macho King. Not not a king yet. Not yet. And this is, you had noted to me, Quinn, this is like the classic Macho Man. This is like... Honestly, my ideal version of Macho Man because he's classic savage with pre-makeup Sherry. Yeah, pre-like, let's ugly her up with the makeup Sherry. Yeah, or she's like a witch or something. She, at this point, is strictly his valet she's manager. She's a sassy, like, mean-spirited She's like, everything manager. Elizabeth yep. wasn't. Right. She's, and it's perfect. She's evil, Sher- she's evil Elizabeth. Yep, and this is from Superstar, so we got Vince and Jesse. Horner starts the match with a nice takedown, and Vince is like, this is the kind of match I expected. What? <laughs> Who the fuck is Tim Horner? I expected Macho Man Randy Savage to hit the flying elbow yeah, and win in five exactly. seconds. So Savage goes over to the crowd and rips up someone's planted no holds barred poster. Well, okay, I'll tell you yes, why it's a plant you. because literally, as the camera pans out, there's another fan in another corner with the exact same sign. Yeah, and like who the, the fuck brings a no holds barred poster to a wrestling? Who thing? would buy that because right. that movie sucks? <laughs> that seems like a waste of money. You know these were just handed out at the door. Yeah. There's no way they weren't. No. They, they were handed out. And they were, especially to the people in the front row. Absolutely. Now, there's a promo in a box with Sherry. Yep. And she just says, Hulk Hogan makes her sick. Yeah, and, she's you know, awesome. Macho Man's good. Like, I, we've said it. There's a YouTube video of it, you know, from our podcast. It's, it's, it's hard to, like, overstate how great Sherry we is. We love, both of us, any unison we love sherry in doing this show i've started to kind of feel that sherry is like approaching bobby the brain heenan territory as far as my favorite manager she's the female bobby heenan she's so good she has no female equivalent no she is the best yes in female like she is yeah there's now, no one better than her. I mean, this match is a, just as much about her as it is the Macho Man. That's, and that's saying thing. a lot yeah. because the Macho Man is just so charismatic. Jesse says Vince doesn't like Sherry because she turned him down. That was weird. Yeah, they, they were alluding to like Vince maybe maybe made a pass at Sherry, and I'm like, weird. he's married. Yeah, and well, he's that never stopped him. I'm just saying, like Sherry pushes Horner into a pole at ringside. <laughs> yeah, again, Sherry just you know she just doesn't care. Now, Quinn, you and I didn't look this up, but I think we can both confirm. Vince calls Sherry. This is June of '89. Okay, yeah. Vince calls Sherry the women's champion. I'm pretty sure she lost it in like November of '88. Positive, she had not had the women's title. Since the fall of 88, she, she lost, had to, lost Rock it to Rock and Robin, and she wasn't with the Macho Man yet when right. she lost it to Rock and Robin. So she is definitely by no means when the women's she, champion. Yeah, when did she win it? Vince like, well, you know, fucked up because he, he doesn't up, care. He fucked up, and I think that um, Jesse kind of no-sells it, if you notice. He doesn't say anything about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he just doesn't want to question, make his right. boss look stupid. He, so he says nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
The elbow gets the win, of course, and Quinn, you said to me, I love this quote, this is how you have a woman manage a man. Yep, it's a thousand times better than Miss Elizabeth. No, it is. It yeah. really is. I mean, she gets involved. And not to say I don't appreciate Miss Elizabeth, Elizabeth, too. Yeah. But it's just like, this is more exciting. Like, it's like mm-hmm. Sherry's an actual threat on the outside. Like, right. And, and it's unpredictable, too. Yeah, she's like, active this whole match. Because Sherry would do stuff like just not do anything the whole time and maybe clutch her purse or something, mm-hmm. so you might think something's nefarious. You never stuff. knew. Yeah, and then sometimes she'll be all over the place. Like, she'll just be crazy and jumping all around and mm-hmm. not caring. No, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we get... We <laughs> oh, yeah. We cut to a big banner. I mean banner. Like, three people are holding it. Yeah, can I read this? Because uh, I, I had noticed this. and I, fine, I, go I, ahead, I would like Quinn. To, I would like to... To claim okay, this one. On. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Michael Quinn. Randy the Barber's Barber Savage and Scary, and it's spelled Scary. Yeah. What's her name? Huh? That's literally, folks, what this banner uh, we're gonna, says. We took a picture. I'm going to put it up on yeah. the site if you want to see for yourself, <laughs> because that was unbelievable to me. It says Randy the Barber's Barber Savage and Scary. What's her name? <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, I don't, is that an insult? It's not anything. <laughs> it's not even a sentence. It's nothing. What is that? Barber's <laughs> Barber? What is that I'm mean? trying to dissect it. Scary? <laughs> Scary. At least spell it right. <laughs> Come on, Brett. Two teeth. Yeah, Brett. T- 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 I like <laughs> Quinn. You said one thing here that I really I thought was good. You like how Sherry is so over the top in the way yeah, she supports. That's another Savage. opposite of Elizabeth. Elizabeth's kind of just not saying. Oh, Randy. Oh, yeah, Randy. And she's just she's concerned always. She's concerned that he won't win. Whereas Sherry has like absolute certainty yeah. certainty that she he will win every well, match. I feel like when Savage wins, Elizabeth is still concerned. Yeah, she's like, oh, are they going to take the win away from him or something? <laughs> oh no! She's always got her hands cupped around <laughs> yeah. her mouth. She's like, always afraid. She's like, I don't want to say he cheated, like, or something, like, or say the wrong word. Like, we go back to Sean Mooney, who throws us to the Bushwhackers. Quinn, you say, didn't we hear from them already? Yes, yeah, didn't we hear from them already? And then I'm trying to like, Butch is better. Wait, wait what? That's Butch, right? Like again, and I still don't even know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Rick Martell and Slick in another promo. We also heard from them already. Pretty- and <laughs> pretty interesting logo in the background for Rick Martell. And by the way, we had not mentioned it before, yes. but there's something going on that they keep zooming in, but like the green screen is behind them. Yeah, so it like can't move. it can't move. So they just it's almost they like they closer. like grow. Yeah. Like like it's almost like the wrestlers like get bigger. So it looks really weird and it's disorienting. <laughs> he again says Tito turned on him and then Slick, I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I had no Slick's clue what like, he said. The thickest in the Kentucky Derby. Huh? Next. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is great. The, graphic. This is the graphic that went first of all, it's got the animated mean gene. Yes. And it's got like this time the logo, it's not like you know how it was a picture of Rick Root. It just says all American wrestling logo. And then under that, in other letters with like exclamation points at the end and like yellow letters, it says more All-American. What the fuck else will be next? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what is Murder, She Wrote coming I out next? I don't know. It's very weird. 
Back to Gene, he says people are calling Sherry scary. Yeah, we know that. They're calling her scary, actually. (laughs) And then Dunn and company start chanting scary in the background. Not scary. No, not scary. Scary. Yeah. Next week, we get Brother Love. I won't be watching (laughs) that. (laughs) And it's a great show. Good show. Good show, Quinn. You actually said to me, we needed a break from the terrible. Yeah, I, I said good break from the horrible. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Wrestling, Wrestling man. man. Thank you so much. That was a fun watch. That's a great suggestion. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Maybe it was just because it's in our comfort zone, but I, I, maybe it's just enough weird. It is. Like, it's just enough weird and random. Yeah, we had no idea what to expect. We no. didn't look ahead or try to predict. No, we just took it what was, was given to us. That was a good pick, Bill. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. We have another request coming next week. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's from Richard Land. Actually, dumped this footage. For us, the man himself, the man land himself yeah. actually dumped it for us. But overall, Quinn, good experience, right? Easy show, good show. So a nice, ch- a nice change from the the horrible that we usually touch on. Yes. Speaking of touching on, folks, why don't you touch on us by reaching out to us on the Twitter? <laughs> Reach out and touch someone. That's right. <laughs> or on the iTunes, yeah. leave us a review. Or we have a website. Yeah, we have o- an email. Ovppodcast.com. That's right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We are so excited to talk to you about the world of retro wrestling we will be back next week with episode number 23 yes we also have the hall of fame bites stay tuned for that yep a couple of weeks from now scott keith will be with us mm. folks thank you so much for your support we love talking to you we love doing this show we, we love, love it we it's love it, it. <laughs> such a fun time if you have anything you would like us to talk about any rushmore and death valley suggestions any reviews review requests yeah let us know anything we'll do our very best and we do mean that we'll do our yeah. best to get to it folks thank you so much we will see you next week see ya Taco, my special D of the house. My tacos are ready and prime. Hey, what's happening, brother? Welcome to American Taco Shop. We got tacos, we got enchiladas, we got pina coladas, we got the best food on the block. What can I do for you? Uh, I'll try an enchilada. Woo! What was that? Demo and enchilada. Demo, a wine enchilada. I got it for you. Quick as a flash. Woo! One enchilada coming up. Ten of that. If that ain't good, that is good. Woo, matter of fact, I got some else for you while you're eating that. I got the famous American taco shop taco right there. And it's about that time. I'm, it's okay if I eat with you. I got something for myself. Woo, look at this burrito. Mmm, woo. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Here's the Americana taco shop. You eat one of these burritos and it'll make you hop, hop, hop. Will you stop?